The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Last week, last week we were talking about Moses and he was in a situation where he was talking to the children of Israel just before they were about to enter the promised land. And Moses was reading to them, or not reading to them, Moses was giving the speech that is recorded in Deuteronomy. And we were looking at that, particularly Deuteronomy 8, 11, where it says this, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. That's what Moses was trying to impress upon the Israelites. Because as they were about to go in and possess the land that Abraham had been promised, all of these years of promise have now come to this point where they're about to take it. Moses wanted to prepare them for what was about to happen. Because he knew that as they were going to go into blessings, and because life was going to improve, because you can imagine that life was very much different in the desert than it was going to be when they were out of the desert and into a land where they could grow their own crops and experience the freedom of their own lives. And Moses wanted to prepare them for that so that they were ready for what was going to take place. He was concerned that as they went into this place of ease, of this place of blessing, of this place of somewhat plenty, then they would forget God. Well, actually, it wasn't so much that they would forget God, it's that they would actually just say, look, look what we have done. In other words, they would take a place themselves of God. Look what we have achieved. Look what we have done. Look at the crops that we have grown. Rather than coming to that place of saying, wow, God, thank you for what you have done in our lives. And Moses was concerned about that. And so that he was trying to take them on this journey of reflection, looking back over the past 40 years, reminding of the time when they'd run out of food, the time when they'd run out of water, and God had provided for them. He was trying to encourage them in that. And it's interesting because Moses says, Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, he says, He humbled you, God humbled you, by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you or your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. We live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. God caused the Israelites to run out of food. He caused you to hunger. They had no food, and when you've got no food, you start to complain. What are we going to eat? And here they were saying, what are we going to eat? And God says, I'm going to feed you. And he fed them with manna day after day. But all of that was for a purpose. And the purpose was that God wanted to teach the people, as it says in Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, to teach you that people do not live on bread alone, rather we live on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And that phrase, every word, the underlying meaning of the original language that's used here is not just a word that is spoken, but also a thing, a purpose, an appointment. Adam Clark in his commentary says this, the idea being that God purposes the welfare of all of his creatures and all his appointments are calculated to promote this end. In other words, God is working in people's lives to do good, to work out his purposes and his purposes for people are good. So you see, as other things may look tough around us, 
We need to hold on to the fact that God's unfailing love is for us. His care and his concern is for us. And that in all things, he is seeking to work out his purposes and he's working out his purposes for our ultimate good. So he is working all things out. Man doesn't live for bread only. No, man lives by holding on to the fact that God loves him, that God cares for him, that God is guiding him, and that God will keep him. David reflected on this in the Psalms. In Psalm 37, verse 25, he writes this. He says, once I was young, and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned, or their children begging for bread. And so what David was saying, look, in all of my experience, even though we've been through highs and lows, even though all the time I've been alive, I've never seen those people who follow God being abandoned. I've never seen their children having to beg for bread because he's observing the fact that God, even through difficulties, is still working his purposes out for his children in their lives. Remember God. This is the message that Moses is trying to get across and the message that we're trying to receive ourselves. Remember God and who he is. Don't just look at your circumstances. Whatever your circumstances, God is watching over you. You'll find real life in looking to him and not just in what you eat. This is a, a lesson that Joseph learned and we can see in his life. The story of Joseph is written down in Genesis. You can read it from Genesis uh, chapter 37 through to the end of the, the book of Genesis. And it starts off as a 17-year-old boy, or youth, I should say. As a 17-year-old youth, Joseph was sold by his brothers to Midianite traders. And he ends up as a slave because the Midianite traders eventually sell him as a slave. And Joseph ends up as a slave in a man called Potiphar in his house. And Potiphar was an Egyptian and he was the captain of Pharaoh's guard. While he was there, he was actually got to the point where he was in charge of Potiphar's household. But there came a time when Potiphar's wife falsely accuses Joseph of attempted rape, and he is sent immediately to prison. Now, it's not until he is 30 years old that Joseph is actually called to interpret the dreams that Pharaoh himself has had, and he finally gets released from prison. We begin this story, as I said, as Joseph being 17. Now he is 30. That's 13 years. So what we see here is that 13 years after he's been sold by his brothers, that's 13 years of hardship, 13 years of misery, 13 years of dealing with the rejection that he felt from his family, of bitterness and all sorts of complications that he's had in the prison itself. 13 years. But when we reflect later, or when Joseph reflects later, and we read this in Genesis 45, as he's reflecting on his life when he finally meets his brothers again, he says this to them, Genesis 45, verses 5, and then verse 8. He says, and now, do not be distressed, he says to your brothers, do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. And then again in Genesis 45, verse 8, So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. Joseph had learned that we don't live on bread only, but we live on every word, every purpose, every plan that God has for us. That is actually what we need to live on, and that's what he had learned. It took him time to learn that. And there is a sense in which God took him through a whole process so that he could learn that, 
But by the end of his life, he's saying, guys, don't worry about what you did. It's not what you did. God needed me here. God purposed this. And therefore, he could praise God because he could see that all of this was a plan of God. And we, in these days, we need to put our faith. We need to remember who God is. We're not just living for food. We're not just living for the pleasure of the next meal. We should be living on every word, every purpose, every plan, every intent that God has for us. That's how we should be living. And that truth is as vital for us today as it was for the Israelites to learn in Moses' day. When we're living in times as we are right now, where there's a fragility, where there's a concern still about, where people are talking about the new normal, when we all know there is a new normal, but it's not normal. We don't know quite where we are. We don't quite know what life is supposed to look like. There's the concern rising about what's going to happen in the autumn. Here we are in summer, but what yet lies ahead of us? Is there going to be another second wave? Is there going to be all sorts of issues? We just don't know really how to live from one day to the next, except for this. We need to come back to scriptures and remind ourselves that this time is a time like no other. Now is the time when we need to reflect upon God, to remember who he is and to put our confidence in him. Man doesn't only need physical food to survive. He needs to follow the word spoken by God, the appointment made by God, the purpose of God. What about you? Let me ask you, as you're watching at home, what about yourself? Are you taking hold of the word of God? Are you taking hold of what God wants for your life? Are you still trying to manage things in your own way, in your own strength? That's not how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live with our confidence in God. We're supposed to submit to him and allow him to work out his purposes in our lives. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Now this morning, we've taken communion, as you know. And it's interesting that when we have communion, one of the phrases that always comes across is this, do this in remembrance of me. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, here's Moses saying to the Israelites, you need to remember God. Here's Jesus saying, you need to remember me. What are the things that we can pick up from what Jesus is saying that reflect back to what Moses was saying as well? 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26, Paul writes this, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and he said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me, as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Now these elements, this taking of the bread and taking of the wine, help us to remember. First of all, the bread. Jesus said to his disciples, take, eat, this is my body given for you. And in communion, we take a physical piece of bread and we eat that bread to remind us of the body of Jesus. But this is the Jesus who himself said, I am the bread of life. In John 6, 32 to 35, Jesus says this, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven, my father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. 
Sir, they said, give us this bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Can you see how Jesus is reflecting right back to that situation that Moses was talking about, the appearance of the manna and the giving of that to the people? But Jesus isn't talking about manna. He's not talking about, I am manna. He's saying, I am the bread of life, not just bread to satisfy your physical need. That's not what I've come. I am the bread of life to bring spiritual nourishment to you, to bring strength into your bodies, to give you real life. That's what I have come for. So we're not supposed to exist on physical bread only. No, we're supposed to live by every provision that Jesus himself makes for us. And so as we're taking the bread, we're not just remembering Jesus, but we're actually declaring, look, we're not here just to eat only. We're here to live by the things that Jesus has taught us to live by. And secondly, the wine. Jesus said to his disciples, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. The wine is a representation of the blood of Jesus. Not just his blood, but they mean by that his life. The fact that when we see blood, there's an end of somebody's life, or could be the end of somebody's life. And in Jesus' case, he gave up his life for us. That's what we're talking about. Jesus gave up his life, and that's what the cup is, re is remembering, the wine is remembering. And as we take it, we are remembering that we have an agreement, a covenant that God himself has made with us. And that covenant was cemented, was established by the blood of his son, Jesus. The covenant agreement is this. I will put my laws in their minds. I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Remember this. God loves us. He is committed to us and is working his purposes out through us. He willingly sent his son Jesus to die for us so that we might find forgiveness of our sins, we might find freedom from any guilt that we have, and that we might be restored to a living, vital relationship with him. And as we take the bread and wine, we're really underlining the fact that we are here to live, not on bread only, but upon every word, every purpose that God has for us. So circumstances may change. Circumstances may, may get, become more difficult. We may not be able to see quite what lies ahead, but our trust isn't what we can see. Our trust is in the God who knows the end from the beginning. Our trust is in him. And so therefore, we want to take this message that is being given to us by Moses to say, look, man is not here to live on bread only. He is here to live on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We don't just need physical food. We need spiritual relationship and the food that comes from that relationship with God to really help us to live and to have fullness of life here upon this earth. And I pray that as we have taken communion uh, today, that in doing that, we will remind ourselves what God is doing in our lives. We will surrender to him. And I pray that God would do a new work in each of our lives of strengthening us and helping us from each day to remember him and to draw closer to him. May God bless you this week. And may this word encourage you. 
and may you live for his purposes. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.